We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What up, what up? Welcome into another Green with Envy quick hit edition. Today, it's your boy Will Weir checking in and joining me riding shotgun. We got my podcasting cousin from across the pond, one and only Adam Taylor. How you doing today, Adam? Yeah, I'm living, man. I'm living real good. How you doing? I'm doing great, man, because we actually have some reporting, some potential actual news in the dog days of summer for us to talk about. Sham Sharania of The Athletic reporting that the Celtics are bringing in TJ Warren and Lamar Stevens. And you know what? You know what, Adam? Rather than rather than me say, let's 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 go ahead and and let, let's hear this from the man himself. I'm Sham Sharania with an AT&T 5G update. The Celtics are meeting with free agent forwards TJ Warren and Lamar Stevens in Boston this week. Sources tell me both players will undergo workouts and are being considered for a potential deal with the Celtics, who still have multiple open roster spots. Warren averaged 7.5 points for the Nets and Suns last season, while Stevens established himself as a defensive-minded force starting 25 of 62 games for the Cavs. All right, Adam. So we've been trying to figure out what's going to happen with these last couple of Celtics roster spots. They still got two roster spots open. They're bringing in TJ Warren, bringing in Lamar Stevens. You and I were throwing around some other names we were thinking about maybe for this quick hit as there's been a few other moves made across the NBA separate of the Celtics. But let's focus on these two guys that it looks like the Celtics have coming in for a workout this week. Give me your thoughts on TJ Warren and Lamar Stevens. Feel free to start with, 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 with whichever of the two. Yeah, so I want to start with Warren just because he's the guy that I believe fits what Joe Mazzulla's trying to do a little bit better. You know, offensive-minded, can score in bunches. Came back last season from an injury. Definitely didn't look like he was at 100%. Seemed a step or two off pace for most of the time. Struggled breaking free of his defender, especially playing off ball. But there's a world where, you know, you're a year removed from that injury at this point. You've had a full off season. So two now, two off seasons now um, where you can rebuild some fitness, regain some of that touch. There's a world where you can bring him off the bench and just feature him as a scorer and he he just lights guys up for you. You know, I'm asking what eight to 12 points a night off the bench from TJ Warren isn't too much to ask for. He definitely feels like a guy that could win you a couple of games. If he's close to a hundred percent, 
Then you go over to um, it was Lamar Stevens. Lamar Stevens. Then you go over to Lamar Stevens. I like him. I think that he would have been the guy you pick up if you're an Ime Udoka team. I don't think he's mm. the guy that you pick up for a Joe Mazzula team. I understand that there's been chats about, hey, we need to get back to some form of defensive identity and yada, yada, yada. We Everybody hit that ad nauseum towards the end of the play- playoffs last year. But I just it just doesn't feel like a Joe, a Joe Mazzula type of guy. Especially, and I also feel like there's a lot of crossover there with Jordan Walsh. And if you're trying yeah. to give Jordan Walsh minutes and let him develop as part of the rotation, then Stevens is surplus to requirements. That, that's kind of my take on it. Where are you at with it? Yeah, I mean, the TJ Warren one is kind of fascinating, right? Because we all think back to Bubble Warren. Remember Bubble Warren? MVP? Yeah. MVP TJ Warren? Yeah, Bubble Jordan, exactly. And, you know, obviously, uh, he got injured immediately the season after that, only playing in four games. Everyone was kind of wondering, what are we going to get from TJ Warren now going forward? And the injuries have really plagued that. But, you know, I think the upside with TJ Warren, you know, even if he gets back to 80% of, you know, 70, 80% of where he was in his Indiana days, you know, that could be, that, that's a guy where you're kind of just hedging your bets, right? Because you're buying low on a guy that has a chance to really exceed what that, you know, vet minimum would be if he does decide to come in. But also if he doesn't, it's not going to break your team. And it gives you a really solid, you know, hey, if Jalen Brown or if Jason Tatum need a night off or God forbid they get injured, hey, TJ Warren's a guy that's not going to be, you know, he's been a guy on a team, right? And he's familiar with Malcolm Brogdon from his time in Indiana as well. And so he's going to be a guy that's, that that feels very comfortable stepping up into a certain role. Now, who he is as a player, not sure. It, it gives me a little bit of Vic Oladipo in Miami, you know, where they were trying to rejuvenate him a bit. And, and they got some moments from Depot. Now, they were relying on Depot probably more than the Celtics would ever have to rely on TJ Warren. This is a 14-15th roster spot. Oladipo was filling more of a 9-10 type roster spot in, in Miami. But I think on that same, you know, low risk, high reward factor, TJ Warren kind of fits into that mold. And I, I think that's a real steadying guy that they could bring in. Marcy's on the other side. I like what you said that he's more of an Ime Adoka guy. Like that does feel like a little bit more of if that if, if this was that same team, this is kind of where that would be a, probably an easy call for a guy like Ime to make between Lamar and TJ Warren. But you know, Lamar Stevens had, you know, really valuable playing time on a top four seed in the East last year. You know, I do think he's a guy that could bring you know, a little bit of toughness. He's not going to bring the upside that you get with Warren, but I think the nights that Lamar Stevens is asked to play, which I don't think will be every night, but I think the nights that he is asked to play, you're going to be, you're going to know what you're going to get. Whereas with TJ Warren, it's going to be a little bit more of a gamble because you don't know where that injury is. And as much as you want to learn from a workout, you're not going to know for sure until you actually get him in the building, get him into practice, get him into some actual game repetitions. So I think Lamar is probably the safer 14th, 15th option. I think TJ Warren is the low risk, high reward move. If I had to choose between the two, because I can't imagine, and let me ask you this first, you would imagine it's one or the other, right? Not both of these guys for the last two roster spots. Yeah, I think that you have one or the other. There's definitely a world. I keep saying there's a world. I don't know why. There's definitely a way. A there's, place a lot, there's a lot of worlds out there. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I, I listen to you and Greg. I listen to you and Greg theorize. There's, there's a lot out there that there's we don't a know about. multiverse out there. There's definitely a universe or a world where you can have TJ Warren and Stevens on the same roster. But to me, that seems redundant. 
I've personally been of the belief that Brad Stevens is going to do what he did last year, come into the season with 14 spots filled, keep some flexibility with that 15th roster spot, just in case a trade pops up and he needs to take two guys back in order to, you know, you get the guy you want plus filler. Or in case somebody comes off waivers later in the season and you want to be able to pick them up. So I'm operating under there's one roster spot available now and then one available during the season. So with that kind of mentality, but just because that's what we've seen, we've seen that be Brad's MO before. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense to me in terms of flexibility, in terms of cap management. So for me, there's one roster spot available and you, you pick and go choose in between these guys. Yeah, and and you know Brad's talk. Every, basically, every time we try to get a little bit of knowledge into how Brad's going to operate, roster flexibility in all capacities is something that he always stresses. So I do agree with your point. That I do think it's likely they go into training camp with that one extra spot open. If you had to choose between just these two candidates, and we'll float around a couple other guys that might that have recently become available that are at least intriguing for the Celtics to think about. But if you're choosing just between these two guys here, Adam, where would you lean, Lamar versus TJ? I'm going TJ. As I said, in my head, I just want him to get 8 to 12 points a night consistently. I'm not asking him to be a featured scorer. I'm not asking him to be the the guy that comes off the bench to lead the second unit in points per game or in rim attempts or whatever. I just want somebody that's a viable outlet when the defense collapses on a drive that you can pass it out to him and then he can give you some secondary rim pressure or some mid-range shooting, some come off pin downs and hit some freeze. I think that's what's needed more than going with someone like Stevens where the Celtics have already added multiple guys that are non-shooters this year. Mm-hmm. You know, Banton's realistically, he's a non-shooter. O'Shea Brissett is more of a defensive guy of a buddy. He's a bit of a non-shooter. I don't want to add another one. There's enough non-shooting guys on this roster now that TJ makes more sense for me, hands down. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. And I also just have a soft spot for TJ Warren. I really, I've always just kind of liked TJ Warren. You know, he's not, he's never, I don't think at this point, it feels unrealistic for him to get back to the level where where he was, you know, bubble pre bubble. I, I I don't know if that guy is is coming back anymore. You know, right now he's he's just about to be thirty years old here, so he's not obviously at that age where it's, he's totally cooked. Even you know, there's still time to come back from that injury and be a really viable NBA guy. Uh, but I like this as a kind of a spot where everybody can win. Right, it's a great place for him to rebuild his value. It's an opportunity for us to kind of hedge our bets a little bit and have that backup support. Should it be needed on that wing spot where, like you said, you know, Brissett defensive guy, not really sure what you're getting on the offensive end. You know, you got Sam Hauser. You kind of know what you have there. Jordan Walsh, maybe not ready. And so then TJ Warren is a guy that's just going to be comfortable stepping up when needed. So it depends how he feels about being in the, in that reserve role where he's going to be, where he's not guaranteed to play every night. Like it'd be nice, but I don't think he's guaranteed. I think he'd be battling with O'Shea Brissett for certain minutes on a night to night basis, but I also like that competition. So I think I'm with you that I think TJ Warren out of these two would be where I go. And, and, you know, as you said, there's one more spot, right? And and let's pretend that, that Brad, maybe he's going to use this spot before training camp. There's a couple of guys that are still out there that, that I know that that recently came on the market, actually, that I think were at least interesting. And the two guys I'm, I'm specifically alluding to here is Usman Garuba as well as JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee was a guy, Adam, and, and I want to start here. You were super high on JaVale McGee last offseason or maybe two offseasons ago as a potential guy that you wanted the Celtics to go after as a, you know, some more additional front court support. Didn't have the greatest season in Dallas. It was a three-year deal. He's gone after one season. They're going to extend and wave, you know. But on a cheap deal, 
being a backup to, you know, what the Celtics have right now, is that still a guy that you would target? I mean, the Celtics have a lot of big man depth right now. I don't know whether I'd go... I don't know whether I'd go McGee simply because Blake played a role within the locker room. There's other opportunities out there. Oh, sorry, someone's walking past my house. It's setting the dog off. But um, <laughs> I wouldn't say no. Like, I was high on McGee two seasons ago when he was coming off back-to-back-to-back championships. Two with the Warriors, one with the Lakers. That vegan diet was trending amongst multiple <laughs> NBA guys. Kyrie was championing it. McGee was championing it. And he broke out and really had a solid couple of years. I was completely down. I don't think I'm down now. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. I mean, I think at this point, you're right. Like that, that front court is get, excuse me, is getting a little crowded. And you know, speaking of Blake Griffin, I know he was on, I believe it's the the Four Play Pod, which is a golfing podcast in which you awesome know, he talked name, about. Awesome yeah, it's, 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 it's a great name, and uh, he talked about his time in Boston, how much he he loved being there, living there. Of course, you know, this offseason there's still been communication with him and the Celtics, but there's also been talk that he wants to go back to the West Coast where his family is. And I think I'm with you, and this applies for Garuba as well. Although Garuba is a little bit more interesting because of how young he is and that you could potentially find yourself a steal if you really like his skill set and can find a way to develop it, you know, but I think if you're going to bring a big man in, in that last spot, it, it feels like Blake Griffin for the vibes. As we've talked about, go check the video archives. We've got a whole video about bringing Blake back and bringing the vibes back, bringing the stash back. You know, we're all for bringing Blake back into Boston. And I think if that's an option, I do probably lean that way from a big man perspective that Blake would be that guy. But if we're looking outside of the big man or just really any names that we haven't mentioned so far, Adam, is there anyone else that you're leaning into or you're at least keeping an eye on to see if there's any movement with those last couple with those that last spot? Not really. I mean, so I loaded this up. Someone might have seen it come on screen a moment ago. Yesterday, Michael Scotto reported the Celtics were looking at Louis King played last season as a two way guy with the Sixers. I'm not really sure he's the guy. Uh, I've kind of believed that if the Celtics are looking at him more for their final two-way spot. Uh, other than that, I, I'm a big fan of Garuba. You could pick him up off waivers using the TPE before he clears waivers. It's the only time you can use a TPE to acquire a player that's not via a trade, right? If he's still on mm-hmm. waivers, you can take you can claim him off waivers using that TPE. I like Garuba. I liked him during the draft process a few years back. I thought that he looked a little bit like a young Al Horford, but a little bit more bouncy with a little bit more of a refined perimeter game coming into the NBA. Hasn't really worked out for him yet. I think that playing a year or two with Al, learning from Al, kind of understanding how to play positionally instead of trying to use physicality would work. But again, the Celtics don't need project guys right now. And that was one of my biggest issues with Brissett. It's one of my biggest issues with Banton. I'm sure I'd have to eat crow and have an issue with it being on Garuba as well. So, other than those guys, uh, no, you know, Carmelo Anthony's retired now. I would have been calling to him. <laughs> uh, I'm down with whoever, as long as they give a scoring punch. Uh, that's all I care yeah. about at the moment. I feel and like and that brings us back to TJ Warren, right? That that that's Pretty what much. I think. Yeah, that's what I think the TJ Warren move is. So I'm interested to see how these workouts go this week. Uh, we'll keep our ear to the ground here and we'll see what comes of these workouts. If anything, obviously, if a move is made, you know where to tap into. Make sure you're keeping up with the boys over here. Green with Envy. Hit that subscribe button down below. We've got some podcast audio coming out. We're recording this on a Wednesday. The J Scrub interview that Adam conducted is already up on YouTube. If you've missed that, it's coming in audio form here later today. 
day. Adam, you got anything else you're working on right now that you want to shout out real quick? Nothing at the moment, man. Nothing at the moment. Kind of just got waiting for the news cycle to give to give me inspiration. So uh, at oh, the moment, like the Sahara nothing. Desert out here, take t- take that little drip of of TJ Warren, TJ Warren and Lamar Stevens, and run with it, man. And I think that might be all you get for a little bit here. Man, it's killing me, dude. It's killing me. And like this is like the first quiet off season since COVID. Like because the the one after that was a really short off season. The one after yeah. that, you were coming off an NBA Finals last, and they had the whole Imeu Dokasic. It was just news, 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 news. Player, player, news, news. And then this year, it's like, dude, what the hell are people meant to? Like, I'm dying out here. Give me this is just the first normal ish cycle in a long time that we've had. And so no yeah, Celtics is... playing in FIBA, so it's not. Yeah, like, we got no FIBA cut, no FIBA cut for the Celtics. So it's it's definitely different. We're hitting, you know, between now and you know, I think training camp starts. I, I believe end of September. I don't know the exact date. Twenty fifth of September. Or yeah, so we got a, so we got point. basically another month where we're gonna we're gonna fill. We're gonna we're gonna find some ways. We got some guests that we're working on lining up. So we've we've got y'all covered. So hang in there with us. Green with envy. We appreciate y'all for checking in here. And uh, we'll catch y'all later. Peace. We love you. Every time I get this high, I lose my mind. It don't take much no more. Until I hit the floor. Every time I get this high, it's you I find. It don't take much no more. Until I'm at your door. You come into my door, baby. What can I say? You got me on the floor, you know I came to play. I know I shouldn't, but you seem to take my pain away. And every time I score, Jason Tatum fade away. I close my eyes and I'm floating your river. I call to see if you open, you know I hope you deliver. Every time you getting close, I still be sick with the shivers. But there's nothing like that first time. I still remember the first time I saw you. You were looking so fine, chill like lo-fi. Watch you go by. It was all I could do to say hi I still remember the first time I saw you You were looking so fine Chill like no fun Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.